Thank you so much for tuning in to the Lily Podcast for its very first season. We will be taking a short break before season two. In the meantime, while the Lily Podcast is on break, we will be running episode replays. So without further ado, here we go. All right. I am here with my my pain in the butt brother. That's not nice. Brunel. Mm-hmm. And Brunel is going to be sharing his testimony today. I am. Zasia, I appreciate you. Get ready, you. guys. Buckle up. Why we got to buckle up for it? Why we got to start like that? I ain't going to say nothing wrong. Get ready, guys. Why we got like, to start off like that? Brunel. What? <clears throat> How long have you been saved now? Um, so I can't talk about me being saved all the way. Okay. What I can talk about is that... uh. When I came, started going to church, I say, mm-hmm. I was in church and I wasn't born again. Stark difference between being saved and being born again. Saved, I had the saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, what he did. You know, born of a virgin, lived perfect, died as a sacrifice for my sin, raised again as a king. I can, I knew that, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter what you know, the demons know that and they shudder at that. I wasn't. I was still going to strip clubs. I was still masturbating. I was still lying. If I had the opportunity, I would try to, but I just I never did. I, I couldn't have sex. Crazy, right? <laughs> I, can't, I would do all these things, but I couldn't. I, sex was just, no, I can't do that. Mm-mm. That's I'm holy. Really? <laughs> I couldn't do it. Before I got <laughs> married, it was like, it was just shy nine years that I hadn't had sex. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, look at you. Can we just take a moment? Look at you doing it. You got your studio, you got your aesthetics, and you got the shrubbery over here. You look, you're doing it, man. Listen, we're um, we gonna get it together. I appreciate you for having me. I, I appreciate I really do. you coming. Back to the nonsense now. Uh, so, like I said, it was it was years, years of, and look, I was at every meeting, on time, helping set up. You know, thinking I'm praying in tongues. Wow. Because I was trying. Like, I was actually trying, you know what I'm saying? But uh, as far as being born again, saved, you know, knowing that I uh, having the hope in an eternal destination with Christ, knowing that my name is written in Lamb's Book of Life, you know, all these wonderful things that Christ has afforded us. 2000, November 18, 2017, I got baptized and I was born again. Because when I get out that water, obviously I can talk. But I couldn't say anything. Like, I, I was so humbled. So, my soul was humbled. You know, I, I couldn't talk. You know, I was like, I, not in fact that I was a zombie or anything like that. You know, right. but it was just like, oh, Bruno, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Just like, humbled. And it was, it was I knew something had changed. So, long story short, November 18, 2017. Okay. So, you said you were... Showing up to the meeting. Showing up. You were on time. On time. Early you, even. You, you know what I mean? You were helping set up. I had a teacher. The teacher meaning that I had somebody that leads me in the way of Christ, okay? Their responsibility is to get me to Jesus blameless. <laughs> Good luck. Because <laughs> I am a handful. Did your teacher know that you were struggling for yeah. as long as you were struggling? Yeah. So I have a married couple that kind of lead me in Christ. I would... I knew, again, I have a knowledge of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I wanted to say I was saved, but I wasn't. Um, I would tell him, because I know I have to confess. 
right? My Christianese, my doctrine said, I have to confess my sin because then Jesus has to forgive me. So then <laughs> I'm good. I'm still on the winning side. And I remember telling uh, her husband wasn't there. So I was telling, you know, my, my, uh, my teacher, I was like, look, man, uh, I did it again. I never, t- I don't think I told him I went to a strip club. I may have told him that one time, but I was going. But that was just so shameful. That I was like, I can't mention that out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I messed up. And she, she kind of got what I was saying. Um, and yes, I told a female that I masturbated because that's what my teacher needs to know. All right, before you get all like, oh, you shouldn't tell a woman that. No, I need to tell her, all right? I need to be transparent. So I don't care. You, you be keeping secrets too. Shut up, leave me alone. So I told her, and I remember she was like, why do you come here? Like, what are you wasting my time for? Why are you here? Just go. Valid question. And it was like, no, I can't. So the the grace that I had was that I had an idea in my head that I don't care how many times I mess up. I don't care how many times I masturbate. I don't care how many times I lie. I don't care how many times I do any of it. Like, I'm going to not stop. Because I'm going to get free of it one day. Mm-hmm. Didn't know when it was. You know, didn't know how long it would be. But I was like, I, I don't care. I can't stop. I have not. I can't stop me like. But I can't stop coming. I can't. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I'm sorry. It's a point of words. But I can't stop pursuing what I know is right. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times I mess up. No matter how many times I fall. I have to get up. You know, the Bible says, you know, God says that. A righteous man, righteous, you know, he's righteous, falls down seven, gets up eight. I wasn't righteous yet, so I had more times to fall. But <laughs> my idea is I have to get up. And, you know, praise God, I did get free. You know, I got married, so I really, I don't have that issue anymore. But I, got, I was free before, you know, I met my wife. Right. You know, I knew my wife, but I was free, like, done, you know, done, you know, before my wife and I got married. So it was good. So before before really making the decision, before yeah. really, you know, laying laying the sin down, mm-hmm. before all of that, would you say that the masturbation and the issue with lust, would you say that that was not the only thing, but, like, was that the biggest thing that was hindering your work? Uh, I mean, look, that was just a – that was a – that was, like, the branch to a bigger tree. Mm-hmm. As a plan of words, my last name is Branch, which is funny, but it was a, it was a, hey, look, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm a photographer. My mind thinks see creatively. What I, see what I meant, guys? Relax. All right, relax. Before right, I come right, in your right. camera, mess up your whole situation <laughs> over there. Um, and it, it wasn't just about that. It was about control, not feel, like having a need, mm. lo- being lonely. Because um, I remember most, if I went to a strip club, and I'm, guys, forgive me, I'm not trying to talk about strip club masturbation the entire time. Um, but that's what I dealt with. Whatever you deal with, fill in the blank. Leave me alone. But it was a, like, I remember it would be at late at night, right before the place closed. And, it, like, I knew it, so I wouldn't even go in there to have a, I'm not going there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm going there to fill a need that I thought I had, which was that need was Christ. I needed to be filled. This thing was like filling, you know, pouring water in the bottle with a hole in it. Right. You know, it fills me for that moment with disgusting water. But it would empty out, and I feel empty again. Um, so my problem is that you know, I, I felt lonely, man. You know, I up to my wife, I I had a gr- one girlfriend in, in eighth grade, which doesn't count. 
And then I had one girlfriend in high school for, damn, well, what, a couple months, man. I went to prom by myself. Really? Yeah. Never had a girlfriend. Always wanted one. I was a songwriter, right? I'm a legitimate songwriter. I, I was with a major label. Where are you pulling from? Movies. Thoughts that I'm having. But I'm thinking, my thoughts are so good. I, I'm a creative. My thoughts are so good that someone's like, that does this for a living is like, dude, you're amazing. But it's my imagination. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I, I need to be filled because I was really empty. Ooh. Oh, my man messed up. He almost tripped and knocked the light over. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Go ahead. Walk over there, man. You did already. This is what you're going to do. We're not going to make anything awkward. We're going to have fun. All right? Um, <laughs> I need, like, I, I had a need that was real deep. You know, I can't say I didn't have love because, you know, my mama loved me. My stepdad loved me. Uh, I can't believe I said stepdad. My dad, that didn't make me love me. My brothers okay. and sisters loved me. Um, so I had love, had friends, you know, but... Even in the midst of all that, I felt like I was missing something. Mm-hmm. And that missing was actually Jesus because I knew about him, right? Mm-hmm. I can't know about this love that is overwhelming. I can't know about this love that is, uh, I wish there was more words for overwhelming. But I can't know about that love and not be 100% into it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have him, but I knew about him. And that longing that I had inside me, I think it was, now just thinking, you know, now, you know, five years later, you know, that, that longing was Christ, mm-hmm. you know. While you were... Six years later. Wow, thank you, Jesus. No, well, not yet. Nope. A couple more days. A couple more days until... Uh, you make six years. Yeah. Like, that's a real... That's a big it deal is. for me, man. It is. Like, it is. I feel like that's a big deal for anyone. Like, so, you know why that, that's important to me? And I'll explain. I remember I was at a conference. That I actually got baptized at a conference. And the like, the speaker was like, "Hey, you know, go around the table. You're gonna sit at a table with everybody, so that's all in a round table." Um, and uh, they're like, "Go around, just tell your testimony about coming to Christ." And I remember I was at the table. Every single person had a date, like a date mm. that they got saved. September third, uh, uh, you know, February second. Like it doesn't like they all had a date. They know exactly where they were, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I was like that. Coming to Christ means so much that they know exactly where they were. And they're coming around to me like, I don't have a date. What'd you say? I, just, I, mean, I had a bland, like, nah, man, I've, 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 no, I've, I've had a yearning for Christ since I was young. Not that I'm saved since I was born or anything like that, but I did have a God conscious. I, I asked to start going to church by myself. Like, I was, I said, Mom, I want to go to church. She's like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. Is your mom a believer? <laughs> she is. She's a believer, okay. man. But we weren't going to church like that that time. Like, right. we had started going to a Baptist church that was there from 8 to 4 on Sunday. You know, so we were doing that for a few years. But, no, nah, man. Dog. Like, I'm <laughs> punching the word. Like, <laughs> hey, do we get a lunch break, dog? Like, a 15 to 30? But I I, I know where I asked about it. So, uh, I, I have been pursuing Christ. And when I was on college, I started going to the, the, um, the college ministry. I just started, like, I went there. So I had a God conscience. So I've started talking about that. You know, I, you know, I've, I've had a God conscience. And God just somehow won't let me go. Something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I didn't know my testimony was still for me as far as coming to Christ. And we were watching this uh, 
this documentary about this dude that goes around you know, just doing the work. He's baptized. He'll baptize people in a lake. Like, hey, man, what? Well, got a body of water right here. Like, yeah. talking about Enoch. You know what I mean? Like, what stops me from being baptized right here in this uh, this lake? So I remember I was like, I need somebody to baptize me right now. Mm-hmm. So I walked around. I had some friends there. I walked around. I was like, dog, will you baptize me? I was like, now? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Like, I mean, that's what the scriptures say. Yeah, like, like dog, I wasn't even thinking about the scripture, though. Like, there was something inside me that was like, yo, I, I need to be baptized right now. I remember walking around. Like, I finally came to one of my homeboys, and he was like, yeah, man, I'm, sure. As soon as we're done with the session, I was like, dog, I'll meet you in the pool. We were at a hotel. So I went to the hotel, you know, pool, and there was people there. Like, <laughs> I guess, I don't know what it was. Maybe God was moving. <laughs> But there was people at the pool when you get baptized. I was like, "Oh, really?" I'm not playing. Like it was weird. There was like four people there when you get baptized. So I go in, I get dunked, right? But when I got like something was different. Mm-hmm. So the, the funny thing is, you know, God says that we're supposed to go and make disciples, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that He has commanded. Know your scriptures, boy. <laughs> like I, as soon as like the pastor brought me up out the water, right? I'm like, you know, ah. she said, "All right." Baptize you him. Go. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I didn't even get out the pool. Like, she said, <laughs> baptize, you're going to baptize him now. I was like, oh. All right, <laughs> All right bro. Sorry. Let, Let me get, get my myself face. together. <laughs> I baptize you in the name of the Father, Holy Son, and the Holy Spirit. Boom. I baptized the next dude, and then I got out the water. But like I said, the next day, I couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. I had been baptized two times before. Baptized once in college and baptized when I was a kid. You know, just... <laughs> I remember my brother went up. See? Good measure. No, nah, not even that. So, like, when I was I baptized the first time, my brother went up and had an altar call that you have at church. And he went up. And I saw the people clapping for him and everything. I'm like. You want people to clap for you, too? <laughs> I was a kid. I was like, I'll go. <laughs> no, so I went up. He baptized me and nothing happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just because you get baptized, I mean, that. I, I got dipped in a white gown. You know what I mean? I had some cookies and cake afterwards. Like, that's all it was. You know, when I was in college, though, like, I really was, I was really trying. Mm-hmm. Like, I really wanted to, to do it. You know, but wasn't ready yet. R- wasn't ready yet meaning, like, my life was still too important to me. So I ended up, you know, falling back into sin. You know, falling back, like, again, on time every time. At every church service, at every conference, at every seminar that somebody may have had, helping too, praying, you know. Like if you looked on the outside, be like, man, all right, you know, right. trying, you know. But when you get around spirit-filled people, they be like, all right, oh, you trying, all right. But uh, November eighteenth, two thousand seventeen, man. So when you were like in the midst of trying, yeah. you were struggling and like kept falling into sin. Did you know that it stemmed from you being lonely, or did that take a while for you to realize where? No, that- like I said, I had I, even talking to you right now. I'm realizing things about it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think about it as much. Reason being, I, I'm grateful where I'm at now. I got devils I'm trying to deal with now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that I, I don't really think about, it and I really should, you know, consider where God is taking me, where I'm going. You know, consider these things. But as I'm I'm just like, man, I'm, there's something wrong. I can't stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, you know, don't touch fire. Okay. <laughs> don't touch it. Okay. Don't touch, bro, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. All right, I'm cool. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? 
I couldn't stop. Yeah. You know, and it always be at a point where I'm vulnerable too. I mean, like I'd be during the day I'm fine. When mm-hmm. I'm with, you know, church members, oh. I'm fine. I get by when myself. And it was weird. It was always like like I would feel it coming on, like, you know, oh, she look good. Like, no, I'm good. No, no, no. And then, you know, we get, you know, I go on Instagram, see something that I shouldn't. Like I'm I'm grateful now. I go on my Instagram right now and go to my popular page. Hold on, share that. There are no booties. There's nothing on there. All right, that's my live page. There's nothing on here. There's nothing on here, right? Yeah. Well, it's privacy screen. Uh, there's no, nothing on that's, there. There's nothing. Like, you know how hard that is? To actually be like, you can go on my popular page right now. You can go on my DMs. You can go on the last few things I've viewed. You can go on my Google search history. Like, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And even when it pops up, like, I just, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Wait, <laughs> and how about I'm married? I'm scared of my wife. You know, because she's Spanish. She's crazy. She'll cut me. <laughs> I'm scared of Sasha. All right. I am. Whatever. But That's how what, it should be. It sh- no, relax. All right. You're scary yeah. looking. I'm not. Shh. Uh. I said what I said. <laughs> I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little nippy. All right. So, taking a minute I to consider like what, whatever you're comfortable with. I'm going to snuggle with this warm blanket. Taking a minute to consider where God has brought you from. Yeah. Can you bring us through your background? Sure. So, uh, like I said, my mom, we were going to a Baptist church for a while. If you think I'm not going to have the rest of this interview like this, you're crazy. I will interview, like, comfortably mm-hmm. with this on. And I'm unembarrassed. You shouldn't be. I'm not. At all. Yeah, at all. You're play. mine. You're my family. You know what I mean? I'm not embarrassed at all. Mm-hmm. It's who I am. So I always say that who I am is who I am. If Christ ain't changing yet, he must be okay with it. So <laughs> now I'm in a Snuggie. Uh, don't, up, don't let that convince you to get no, no, those no. demons. He, hear what I said. If Christ ain't take it from me, I mean, there's things that I've changed. Changed. That I ain't want to <laughs> because Christ said it's not good. And I changed it. My personality, who I am, what I say, how I say it is what Christ allows because that's who I'll be able to reach. So I'm this way for a reason. Mm-hmm. Not because it's just funny to be me, but because Christ is going to do something. Like, who, maybe I'll reach somebody with my spicy personality. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Bad jokes. Relax. Yeah. First of all, you laughed. All right. It's not a bad joke if one person laughs, even if that's <laughs> me in my head. But growing up, <laughs> My mom, uh, she, so I did grow up, you know, my dad left when I was maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. He had his demons, you know. Um, so I didn't have a, a father like that, me and a father at home. Mm-hmm. My mom did take it to church. What they were talking about in there, I don't know. I have no idea because we would. Go to sleep. I mean, my mother said on Sunday morning she'd have a drool, like a big no. drool mark on one leg and a big drool mark on another leg. My brother and I would just lay down. And pass out. Um, Jesus, my babies are loud. Uh, I remember she. We would go, like I said, to to church on Sunday sometimes. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. One thing I do remember my mom telling me, and I think it's what really spun you know my life in motion as a non-believer when she was she had me. 
She said the first thing she did was she said, God, this is, this is not my kid. This is your kid. Like, that's what my mom said. Wow. Like as that, a non-believer. As a non-believer, she said that. It's like, Ma, you started this crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't have fun now because you started this. But she, I remember she did tell me that, and I was, I was uber grateful. Y'all see the waves too, by the way, right? <laughs> Just letting you know this hat ain't high in nothing. You know what wow. I mean? Good head of hair. She, uh, so we went to church every now and then, and for whatever reason, I felt it. I'm not saying like I was in there, you know, speaking in tongues or anything like that. I just felt something about it. Mm-hmm. I remember the next thing I remember is that my dad, when I did see him, he did go to church. So my dad was, you know, he would tell us about the Bible. Cool, great. I had an uncle that was a father figure of mine. He was a Christian. You know what I mean? Like, he like, no, we ain't watching that. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we're, God, quiet. we're quiet in this house. Yeah, but he them. was fun. Like he wasn't a weird Christian. We're like, we, we make our own clothing and we homeschool <laughs> because we don't want radio waves to hit our, our kids' okay. head. Like, COVID is a lie. Like, we're not, not weird. And right. so if you think COVID is a lie, whatever, I don't care. I'm just, it was popped in my head, all right? But he wasn't weird. Like, I love my uncle. Mm-hmm. And so I hung out with him, but I would see him, I read a Bible, you know, we see him going to church. You know, so it was like, there's a, God's allowing me to see these things, and for whatever reason, I'm I, I hear it. You know, some things you just whew, I hear it, mm-hmm. not listening to it exactly. Where I'm like, uh, but I hear it. So, uh, who's this? I lost an item. It's just let me know I lost my item. You gotta deal with me. You invited me on here, so I'm gonna do what I do. Okay. Uh, I remember, like I said, going something inside me was like, no, you. Go to church. <laughs> so I started going to church. I remember, and I'm trying to piece things together now, you know, but God's always done something to get my attention, to to let me know. I remember one time I was running across the street, and I was like, well, just walking across the street, I remember hearing, like, run. I was like, all right. So I sprinted across the street. As I'm sprinting, a white car was zooming down the street that I missed. So if I didn't run across the street, I would have got hit. And he was going fast. Like, I put my hand on the hood and jumped over it wow. fast. I remember another time I'm riding my bike. And uh, dude, I'm riding my bike. I see a dude pulling out. He has a big truck. Like, it was an escalator or something like that. I'm like, he clearly sees a black kid in broad daylight riding his bike on, on you know, the side. I think I was on the sidewalk. I wasn't on the sidewalk. He hit the gas, and he hit me, ran over my bike. And I'm literally holding on to the bumper. And he's dragging me underneath the car. It took somebody else to stop getting from his car with their car and stop him. He said, I was like, you didn't feel me? He said, man, I didn't see you. I didn't feel you. I was like, you hit my bike. What? It's right there. He said, bro, I didn't feel that. Were so you okay? I had a scratch on my ankle from falling down. That was it. Wow. What I'm saying is that, you know, so God has always preserved me in that way. Yeah. I'm grateful for it. But then I, you have an eye, like, there's no way I should be okay. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that's just God's provision in my life. But yeah. I knew it was him. You know, some people have to go through pain to, to you know, have that God experience or got that God knowledge. You know, uh, I said, dude hit me. He didn't feel me. And I'm like, I just know, like, God, you you did that. So the, the instance with the white car, right? Yeah. When you heard God essentially. I, I, no, I, I'm not saying, I, I just know. I felt run, okay. like run right now, run. 
Okay. Like I was going across the street, run across the street. Right. Have you always been quick to answer that, like the instructions that you hear in that way? No. 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 It's like, I, I just know that one I knew. Like, yeah. Run. It's like, okay. You know what I mean? Some instructions are just like, hey, car coming, run. Whereas there's other voices like, hey, you should really try to do this better. Mm-hmm. Or you should do this. You know, I think you know, one thing, like, just to show you how my, how detailed God is, like, Bruno, you need to lose weight and work out. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to work out. Now, look, I, I was an athlete. I played college football, so I, I have an identity in running and working out and all kind of good stuff. But I was like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And now it's been years of me fighting to obey. Don't get me wrong. Because I know it's God. Because my leaders have told me, my wife has told me, my friends have told me, my family has told me, you, you probably need to lose a few pounds. You know, so it's, at some point it's got to be like, all right, Lord, you're literally talking to me through people, which he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to obey. So, Yes and no. You just feel that, hey, don't go to work today. Okay, I'm not going to go to work today. <laughs> you need to go to work every day, all right? I'm just letting you know. You need to go to work. Um, but, uh, yeah, some, some voices you just know. That's that's right now. Do not do that. Right. So, so we, had, we had to reset the cameras. You guys wouldn't know that, but you shouldn't have to know that. But I'm letting you in. Welcome to the world of production. <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> oh, that's what you asked. Was I always quick to respond to right, instruction? Right, right. Okay. You know, and like I said, there's some voice, and I'm not saying I hear Bruno do not go to work, but you feel like you probably shouldn't know. Yeah, stay. And I, there was a story just talking about God's protection. So, my brother, you know, gave me tickets to a game once. It's like, all right, cool, man. And I was supposed to be at a party, I was on a group on campus, and uh. Like I said, I was supposed to be at a party because I'm part of my, the organization. We're throwing a party to make money for ourselves. I need to be there. But I'm like, ah, ah I'm going to go to like, the game. So I went home, you know, and I missed it. Like I said, I'm supposed to be at this place. I didn't hear any instruction from God saying, you know, <laughs> go. But I went, and there was a huge brawl. People got thrown out of windows. Wow. On campus. That's so true. <laughs> they had to release dog, police dogs. You know what I mean? It's like, so I'm, I get a call on Sunday. Like, I think I either called somebody, called me, you know, one of the two. Like, you know, how was the party last night? Like, <laughs> you should have seen what happened. And I was like, oh, actually, I was supposed I'm to be there. I'm happy I didn't see that. I'm happy I didn't see that. Yeah. Even though I had the irrational desire that I wish I was gone <laughs> to a bar fair in college because I never drank. You believe this? I never drank in college. I had three beer pong cups. That's all I drank in college. All six years. Don't it's make good. fun of me. It's good. It's like when people talk about the things that they haven't done, it's yeah. always your first reaction to be like, you didn't do that? No, but it's thing, good. It's yeah, good. But the thing is, like I, like, I wanted to be a part of something, right? I wanted to be a part of the group. I wanted to be a part of the, the party. I wanted to be a part. And because I got this God consciousness, and I can't say I was saved, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had sex with somebody in college, I called my mother the next day and confessed. Like, Ma, I did it. I had sex. And, like, what, why? Why are you calling me to tell me this? Right. Because something inside of me is saying that you, you need to, you know, <laughs> you need to confess it. You know you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not Christian yet, but God is, and that's why, you know, I, I say that God's had a hand in me or been, you know, doing that, that, that pulling that he does towards because I never felt comfortable, never felt like a part. I always felt like I was forcing myself in, forcing my way into uh, partying, dancing, because I, I used to be a dancer, you know, 80 pounds ago. I used to. I'm, I'm you were a, a dancer? I was a dancer. You didn't know that about me. No, I didn't. I, I can't even imagine this. I don't know wrong. I wasn't like, you know, I didn't have a form, you know, but I was in a dance group on campus. And I was at parties. Wait, I had Jamaican friends. It was hip-hop. Choreography. What? Yeah. You don't know things about your brother, man. <laughs> Obviously Do you know not. I was also a model? I can see that. Because I'm handsome. You just said it. I she said it. That. She called me I, handsome. I didn't say that. <laughs> he, just, he just likes to be in front of the camera as much That's as he true. likes to be behind That's the camera. That's not true. I got so. recruited walking around the mall. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I'll be front. perfect for that. I didn't approach them. They approached me. Mm-hmm. So shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. They t- know who to approach. Oh, you something else, yo. You done? <laughs> yep. All right. How would you say your relationship with Christ has impacted daily life? Like Mm -hmm. just day to day, not necessarily ministry, not necessarily, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about what you do for Christ, but just like the husband, the father, Mm -hmm. the employee, Mm -hmm. the entrepreneur, just Mm -hmm. the regular man. So we're not an employee anymore. We're now entrepreneur, mm. but even that is a work of God. So I have to mention that. Yeah. Um. I think you had. I'm I'm purchased, right? My life has been blood bought, not with anything that's you know monetary. You know, it's not monetary value, but somebody's life paid for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so and when I got born again, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, like He lives inside of me. Jesus said that you know. We're going to make our abode inside of our, inside of, you know, the disciples, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he, he makes us, his abode in us. So I don't have the luxuries that the world has, meaning I wish I could, you know, shoot, let's talk about music, right? I was a songwriter. Music, I just, I can listen to, to there's certain songs I can listen to that's mine might be like, but I'm listening to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm listening like I don't have the luxury to you know listen to whatever I want to mm-hmm. so I there's love songs I wish I could listen to but I'm like nah, he's, he said something that's off yeah. I can't I can't have that in my head because God sees everything I can't watch like I I like Marvel movies there's certain Marvel movies I can't watch yeah I'm just like I how can I in good conscience <laughs> before God go see that you know, when God says that, you know, do all things as though you're working unto me, mm-hmm. unto him, everything. And I also believe that everything I do is worship, mm-hmm. right? So even being on here with you, right, I'm worshiping God because I don't want to have a bad episode with you. Now, I can't control that, meaning like you kind of direct me where I'm going, but I have to give my best and everything. Mm-hmm. So you all see me looking at these cameras real fast is because I'm a photographer and videographer, I'm thinking about how to help my sister out because I'm not working onto my sister or, or myself. I'm working onto God. So I don't have, you know, I don't have the luxuries that the world has, but I also have a, 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 a I have purpose in what I do. I just, I do. Mm-hmm. 
everything like I love my wife because Christ first loved me and because Christ said I need to love my wife as he loved the church. I love my children because God has loved me as his child. I have a son that I did not make, but he's mine. Okay. The reason why I love him like he's mine is because I was not God's at one point. He adopted me as a son of God, right? Because adopting means that I am per, I am brought into a family that I was not originally a part of. Mm-hmm. I'm born into sin. The first time I tell my mom no, the first time I lied, the first time I you know look at something inappropriately as a baby, I'm a sinner. I'm done with God. At like, damn, that's crazy, right? But he adopts me. And I remember uh, a brother of mine was like, you know, and I was totally back and forth, like, because I didn't want to get married and have somebody else's kids take care of. I just, I wanted to restart. I would look, my dad did that to me, right? My, my dad got married with, and my mom had two boys. He didn't make us, and we were 10 and 11, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, we were, no, 9 and 10. They had my sister shortly after, but, like, God loves us in such a way that we never remember not being his. Right. Like, you never, like, as a Christian, do you ever doubt that God loves you, that mm. you're his? Mm-mm. It says we're born of God, but the fact is that we were once not his, therefore we are adopted. So now I can't be a son. I can't take his name in vain. So I can't not take care of my wife. I can't not do the dishes when she's tired, even though I will argue not to (laughs) you know i have a dog right and i you know i I enjoy my dog god said a righteous man takes care of his animals so i can't even like kick my dog even though i don't want to he's a french bulldog he's a cute little sucker ugliest cute dog ever he is a cute dog he's when i first got him i was like "Ooh, jesus oh he's ugly he was cute no he became cute because he became mine (laughs) but uh there's nothing that my has detached, meaning in my life, that's detached from my life in Christ. Mm, that's how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? There's just nothing. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not a church service. My service is to God every day. I just happen to fellowship with people on certain days to devote myself to the apostles' teaching. Like, that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. That's not my identity. I mean, churching that, that day is not my identity as a Christian. Right. Everything I do is my identity as a Christian. I'm a dope photographer because I have to worship God with the gifts that he's given me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I have to be good because I cannot waste the gift that he's given me because I have to give an account for that one day. I'm sorry, I'm getting all excited. This is why I get no, preaching. No, mm-hmm. I love it. I get pre- but this is what I'm saying. Like, you have to have a passion for Christ. Like, I'm not passionate about this, about photography, even though I really like it. Mm-hmm. I'm good at it. I want to be good at it. But as far as passion is... I'm passionate about the fact that God saved me. He loved me enough to call me by name and bring me to himself. Yes. Like, what What do I give God that's so great? What do I get? Like, what What does he want with me? What do I present to him? I, you know, what, are my pictures going to be recorded in heaven as being so <laughs> great? Is he going to have a picture that I've taken on his wall? No. He doesn't need me. He really wants me as a son. Mm-hmm. And his want, to, I'm sorry, he doesn't need me. His, his want for me as a son, as a bride of Christ. Like, that's another mind trip that I'm a son, but I'm also a bride. It's like, mm, that's weird, but <laughs> I get it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you just get it. But, you know, and it's, we're a bride collectively. We're sons individually. Ooh. <laughs> that, that was a band? That was good. 
No, but that's why, you know, we, uh, I, my life is never detached. So everything in my life is geared towards how I please God. And when I find area that I'm not thinking about that, it's like, oh my God, that's an area that Christ, I haven't allowed Christ to touch yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There just can't be. You know, I remember I was, I was staying with my pastor. We had, you know, I got, I had some work with him and, uh, we were at a hotel. We had to stay in the same hotel room. That dude snores, by the way. I'm not going to put out who he is, but yo, snores. Like, I had to wake him up to go to sleep. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, that kind of snoring. Don't you snore? <laughs> huh? Oh, I, don't get me wrong. He woke up and, and closed the blinds. He was like, dog, what are you talking Yeah, you was louder than me. <laughs> um, but I remember, like, so we're recording, like, a, uh, we're recording something, and I wanted to record him waking up. Or not, I don't know if I, I wanted to record a moment after he had just woken up. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to record. There was a certain moment I was looking for, so I was up. He woke up, and he said, holy, 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 hallelujah. I was like, like, I don't do that. Mm. My first thought in the morning is like. Let me check my phone. <sighs> oh, that's crazy. That just happened. Mm-hmm. His first words, and he woke up. And I'm, he's, I'm not saying, like, he brought the walls down, but. His first conscious thought is to thank God. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I don't do that. So that's an area of my life, like I said, that Christ is not touched, where I'm still just, like, going through the motions almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so this morning when I woke up, I was like, you know, you know what I mean? But I tried because I want God to have more areas in my life, even though yes. areas I don't want to give up to him. You know, I'm like, why? Because there's that's part of my life that I'm like, I don't want you to touch or because I'm a selfish bastard and God really doesn't mean that much to me that I would give it over to him. You know what I mean? See, you didn't think I thought like this. You thought I was just all, you just thought I was all filly. (laughs) I was just all, all jovial all the time. Like Christ really does have a place in my heart where I just, I, I can't be moved off of it. And it's scary because God said that persecution will come, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, I'm thinking about people in China, they, they meet in caves. And, like, I'm, I'm, it's scary because, like, what if I have to lose more than I have to for Christ? It's like, that's scary. But it it's is. like, Lord, make me ready that should it come, it wouldn't even, have, it wouldn't even be a thought. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, take it. Yeah, that's, that's always... Oh my goodness. It's always such a heavy thought because yeah. when you when you think about it, you always go straight to the people that you love the most. And it's yeah. like I'm a father. Yeah. My first thought is like It's like my my baby. Yeah, like I don't even like you mess with me is like for Christ, like, all right, psh, you got it. Psh, you got it. You touch my wife or children, I'm walking away with your head from off your shoulders. Like that's my thought process, mm-hmm. right? Like I have to like I have to hurt you. Cause you, I'm not. I have to hurt you. It's valid. I want you to like. I have to hurt you, but for the sake of Christ, it's like Lord. I the cheek. <laughs> yeah, man, like Lord. Mm. Yeah, but it's also a mark of a disciple. It is because it's like you have to, in order to be a disciple, you have to be sold out for Christ. It is. So that has to be a thought. It has to be a, th- it has to be a and real even thought. And even in having the thought, it's like, at least for myself, mm-hmm. after having the thought, it's like, let me let me try to prepare myself for this. Yeah, you know what? I, but I'm, I'm going to try to prepare myself for yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely it's like, something that 
Lord, make me ready. Because I don't know how to get myself ready for he that. He said that, you know, if you're going to be in this world and be mine, you're going to have persecutions. Yes. I've had persecutions. Don't, yeah. I've had it. I've had really uncomfortable places that I've yeah. been in because I refuse. I can't deny Christ. Right. And not deny Christ meaning like I, I, I can't you know say his name, but I can't deny Christ in the sense in that I can't take his name and then live like I don't have it. So there's certain holidays I don't celebrate. Yeah. My family celebrates the hell out of them, which you should. You know, like, I get it. But it's like I, when I said, you know, when I first started, you know, letting go of it, it's like, why? Why can't you do that? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, and then I took, I took that. Just, <laughs> I love Jesus. <laughs> Having to take a stance on why I don't do things. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I'm not, no, you're not going to take my kids there. Mm-hmm. No, you're not going to say that. I remember there was a time I was in the, the hallway of my house. I know exactly where I was. I was in the hallway in my mom's house between the bathroom and my room at that time. We're in a little small space, and my mom was telling me to do something I know Jesus didn't want me to do. I know it for sure. He did not want me to do what she's telling me to do. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Mom, look, I really love you. And I was crying. I was like, Mom, I really love you. and I really, really want to listen to you, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't, Mom. And I had to take whatever wrath came with that. You know, so persecutions aren't, you know, just whipping on the back. Persecutions can be like. Emotional. Being like, I had somebody call me gay because I didn't want to have sex. Like, how do you get that? That I'm saving myself for marriage. I'm gay now. He won't let go of it. Like, dog. He's like, dude, do you, do you like dudes? Are you like that? I was like, what are you talking about, bro? No. No, I just don't want to be a whore. I just, I'm done with that, man. Yeah. So. No, we, I get that. We persecutions come and are happening, and they come in so many different forms. I feel like even that is like something really interesting because in America, right, we have Christians that hear that oh persecution, and we always go straight to the whipping, the beheading, the mm-hmm. jail time. Like we always go straight to that, mm-hmm. but like we don't think about the fact that <clears throat> for the most part. For us yeah. today, not being persecuted usually looks like me saying, no, I don't want my kids to go to Disney. And then having to deal with the backlash from my family yeah, and the yelling and the name calling or me saying, no, I don't think I would like that. And it's like, oh, you think you're holier than that? The answer is yes, I am. <laughs> and all of that, like and that, that is very emotional and it's very yeah. painful because it's like, you are my family. Like, yeah. I love you so much. Yeah. And your first reaction to me wanting to please God is for you to call me names, for yeah. you to speak to me in obscene ways. It's like, y'all y'all realize I, I even when, like, you just say, do you think you're holier than now? The answer is yes, because my life is dedicated towards holiness. That's, mm-hmm. so yes, in reality, I am. Oh, well, I, was saying, oh I was talking about holiness, because that holier than now thing, like, it's a, the real answer is yeah. It is. Like, I am. It is. The only the only bad part is that you can't always say that. Like, you I, can't. Like, I don't. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I you, don't. But the thing like, is, like, if somebody says, oh, you think you're better than me because I go in the, like, as an athlete because you go in the gym, I, I think by the sense that I work on this. And you don't? The truth is that you, the answer is yes, I am. That's not offensive. It's just, the that's truth. the answer. It is what it is. I don't mean to, I'm not mean to be offensive. Right. I, you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm better at this than you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but like my family, I love my family as much as I 
can I hang out with them? But when you come to terms with, you know, you come with uh, either you're going to obey Christ or you're going to obey your family. One I really love and one I really love, but somebody got the keys to heaven. Mm-hmm. And if it's between, you know, following Christ who has the keys to heaven and hell, who can throw both body and soul into hell, or my family that can love me and, you know, by disobeying Christ, I can go to hell right with them. I, I, Pretty clear answer. I, and it sucks, dude. Can I just say it? It sucks when you actually think of that. I got to say no. Oh, man. You try to soften it. You try to figure out every way to try to, you know, preserve feelings. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like, mm. Lord, I can't say you're Lord and I'm not obey. Can't take your name in vain. Okay. So how would you say your relationship with Christ impacts your relationships that you have, your relationships outside of the church and your family, like your immediate family? Sometimes I feel like a dirtbag salesman, you know what I mean? Because it's like I'm just trying to get you to to buy this Christ thing, you know what I mean? So sometimes it feels like that. It's like, all right, how am I going to get Christ to him, you know? I mean, I'm genuine anyway, mm-hmm. right? I'm really genuine with who I am, how I love people. I meet you. It's kind of hard for me not to love you immediately. Yeah. And don't be wrong. Love you immediately, and then it grows from there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so relationship favor grows. Um, but my, if I have a, a gift to give, how can I not give it? Right. You know what I mean? So I'm, <laughs> I won't say I suck at making disciples, but I've, I'm trying, I'm always thinking about how can I give the gospel over without being the weird guy that it's, it's not founded on good ground. Mm -hmm. You know, because I can just, you know, everybody I meet, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just, just let, let loose. It's like, God said a wise man wins souls. Mm -hmm. Wise man, you know, be fishers of men. You know, I can't, and I'm always, I said I'm illustrative in my head. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, a fisherman. Now, so I'm thinking you need to do the pole, you know, and reel them in, or you can throw the, the net. Throw a net, you cast a wide and just pull them all in. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that really there's a place for that. But if we're doing it one-on-one, as a fisherman, you cast a reel out, you know, you got bait on there, you know, you cast a reel out. And when you hook somebody, like, you hook them, but it's not just like, Ugh. it's, you know, bring them in, mm. mm-hmm. you know, reel in, mm. reel in. And that's why I say I feel like a dirtbag because I'm like, I don't want to f- make you feel like I'm manipulating you. I have something that radically changed my life. Mm-hmm. And broad is the road that leads to destruction and very f- many go on. So, but few are those who find life. Mm-hmm. Like I found life and I'm desperately trying to make sure that the life that I found, I'm on. Because Jesus also said, there'll be many that come to me on the last day and say, Lord, Lord. Have I not done this in your name, done that in your name, done this in your name, done that in your name? And it'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. So even as a Christian, I am terrified. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be doing this, and I'm not yours. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let me use your name to cast out a demon to, to heal a sick. Like, and I'm not bragging by any means of stretching imagination. I've casted out demons. That's all right, I've casted out a demon. Mm-hmm. There was a woman that was uh without uh that was trying to have a baby once. I prayed for her. She had a baby, you know, that year. It's like, I've done stuff like that. You know, like I said, on the last day, there'll be many 
that say Lord, Lord, not oh God, oh wow, you're God, you know, oh oh my God, this God thing was real. There's some people that say Lord, Lord, have we not done this in your name? Mm-hmm. Have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not you know done stuff in your name? Which means that they know that Jesus' name has power. They know. And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. It's like, dog, they know. They think that they know him. They think that they're good. They think that they're going to be there forever. And he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. So I can't even be comfortable in my Christian life because I have to be constantly, not worried about it, but constantly proving myself Mm -hmm. that I'm a son, that I'm in the faith. God even says it, study to show yourself approved. You know, I run the race set before me. I was saved, I am saved, and I'm being saved every single day. And I have to continue that. Have to. Without, so in my relationships, like I said, I'm looking at some people I just, I'm just friends with. But I'm like, if you give me, if you, when you give me this opening, I'm going to give you what I know is best. Mm-hmm. I can't hear somebody saying, I'm struggling with you know, this person died, you know, or, you know, hey, man, I'm really struggling with, you know, this, or I'm having emotional issues with this. I can't give you, like, oh, man, that's, uh, that's crazy. All I got is Jesus. Hey, man, you want to go outside and play back? Like, yeah. Don't we know there's a place for it. But it's like, bro, like, my heart was hurting. I know what it means to be alone. I know what it means to feel less left out, isolated. I know what it means to have a yearning in your heart and not having anything. Substances, women, men stuff mm-hmm. you know i i know what it means this is what i found and my life has been radically changed ever since you saw my life i was different when i got out the waters uh like different don't get me wrong i'm still me i mean like god shapes my personality so there's something yeah, but the rebirth is real but i'm different yes and he saved me i met like everything i have my business some somebody within my church, which was a, a God thing, gave me a eleven hundred dollar camera, and said, "Here, I want you to do this." I met my wife in church. My 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 kids' godparents. I mean, the people that will take my babies should something happen to me. I met through church, and I'm saying church, but you know, these, I'm church meaning the relationships I have within God. I met them coming after coming to Christ. Mm-hmm. Like everything about my life, I'm trying to give over to them. I suck at sometimes, but relationships, life is geared towards Lord. I'm, I, I need you, man. I need you because I just need you. Okay. So everything, yeah. relationships, everything. Just how can I get better? And I say I suck at that sometimes. But you're gonna get better. You're gonna get better. You're gonna get better. Don't, don't, I, I see. I, no, I see where you need to get better. I see that you and didn't I know that no, you're no, no, gonna no, get no, no, there. No, 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 You didn't I mean it, it the way that you I said it. it. No, no, you didn't mean it the way you said it. You meant it as you yeah. suck. Not Burnell, yeah. you're gonna get better in Christ, brother. No, you meant you suck. You're you, well, you need me to say it for you? Like you need me to just put it There's out nothing plainly. about you that I like. <laughs> Like, like, even I met you through in Christ, man. Yeah, because like, surely, you're one of if my it favorite, wasn't for Jesus. First off, your mama, all right? <laughs> Second off, like, <laughs> like even meeting you, man, like, 
You're my better. If if you weren't my sister in Christ, like you're my friend. You know what I mean? Like I can tell you, shut the hell up, leave me alone. And you know he loves me so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your kids, like I will knock, I will, I won't take that somebody's head off their shoulders, but I'll knock them clean out for messing with my boys. Yeah. Like I know your, oh my, you did it again. You just walk in during the interview. <laughs> it's my wife, everybody. She's okay. Keep this part in. Hi, honey. You got hurry up, get your questions out. So my wife's over here. Tell me she's ready to go. Okay. All right. So, hey, daddy. Considering considering your testimony, considering your background, and even the things that you struggled with when you first came to Christ, what advice would you have for someone who struggles with those same things? The same exact thing I told myself, man. I, if you're dedicated to Christ, right? I mean, really, mm-hmm. you really want this Christ walk. First of all, there's never going to be a point where you're sinless. You may have a day where you are, you don't sin, but we're flesh, we're human, and we have a perfect God. There's always going to be something that, you know, maybe not sin, let me not say that, all right? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some area that you can improve in. So mine was sin. I was sinning. But my idea was that I just need to never stop. Don't stop coming. Don't, don't stop pursuing. Don't stop going to your leaders don't stop going to those places that you know god's love dwells mm-hmm. and i'm not saying run to a church building you need to find people i imagine it's like jesus appeared before saul right jesus appeared before saul like saul saw jesus he saw him at any point he could just tell everything you know you can't see any part of god and be unchanged I'm sure that that singular event could have changed him forever, or would have been enough to change him forever. But Jesus himself said, go find this man. He will tell you everything you need to do. So there's obviously a place for teachers, mm-hmm. right? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. And we just think about the apostles and the pastors for whatever reason now, maybe apostles, I mean, uh, prophets. But there's a place for a teacher, so find yourself a teacher, a person that's fully engaged in getting you to God. And that's it. And do not stop going to them. Don't stop praying. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop doing the things that you know. And when God wants more, he'll reveal more. But do not stop. Eventually, if you are really serious, he will come for you. He will change you. He'll love you. He'll clean you off. I was in a church with wonderful people for years. I got saved and born again years later. If I would have stopped at any point, I would have been lost forever. But I didn't stop. So if you want my advice, don't stop. Just be genuine. Confess. Be filthy and disgusting, but show it. Be unafraid to show this is who I am. And just don't stop. You don't have to run every day, sprint, crawl, whatever you got to do. Move forward in Christ. He'll clean you up. Who do you know God as? (sighs) (sighs) It's too much, man. (laughs) 
It's too much. I mean, what does a baby feel about their, know about their father? A baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, you, you may have just heard my son, who has to be escorted out the premises right now. But what does a baby know of their father? They, they know, like, my son knows to call me dad. He doesn't know that I'm, I, he doesn't know me. So he can't know what to call me in a you know in, in its fullness. And that's the way I feel about God. I've known him to like I've known him to do things. I've known him to protect me. I've known him to heal me. I've known him to 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 be my father. I've known him to fill me up. I've known him to give me security. I've known him to to to, to raise me up to, to a man. I've known him to be these things, but I I'm overwhelmed with who he is. I just can't I I can't, man. I'm trying not to cry, and I just can't. There's nothing that I can say that is fair to him mm-hmm. about who he is. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't be fair because I don't have as creative, as obviously, as I am. All the words I can spit out, I can't say who he is. And there it is. I can't, man. There's nothing that would give him enough honor. Like I said, I just, my son was just here. I can't imagine somebody, not can't do it. Oh. I can't imagine. I can't imagine uh, giving my son for somebody that wouldn't even accept him. Like Jesus was beaten like the physical pain you know he if our life really is a vapor then that stuff you know eventually it doesn't matter like it's a vapor Jesus don't care nothing about that no more but I, I can't imagine giving my son I got two of them I can't imagine for him to be like I had to separate myself from my kid like God separate himself from Jesus. He let him be. He poured out his wrath on him, man. And uh oh damn man. He poured his wrath out on him and Jesus took it because he loves me. You know what I mean? Like he loved me like that. And he like Nick dog. Mm. So I can't, <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't say who he is because I don't have the words for it. Mm-hmm. Like there's just, there's nothing I can say. Okay. I, that's my father. And just like my, like I said, my son has no idea about what it means for me to be his father. I have no, I, I don't have the words for it for who my father is to me because I just, I can't understand it. He's too big. He's too much. He got, man, he got me to shut up. <laughs> like, I can't talk, man. Thinking about it, nobody can get me to shut up. Like, I just, damn, Zay, you can't be making me, uh, <laughs> you can't be getting me upset. Ah, Yeah, man, that's, I ain't got it. 
I don't have the, I don't have the language for it. I know what it means when he says, you know, if I had a thousand tongues, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I just can't. My mind can't wrap around. I've never actually considered like try to rattle off words before, but you actually consider it. It's almost like, nigga, what's the point? <laughs> I can't, man. I can't. Yeah, man, that's a. Come on, man. Ask me another question, dog, about, so I can not cry. That's it. That's, that's all you got. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Lily Podcast. For a while, I have been wanting to put out a call to salvation. And the call to salvation begins with the gospel. The gospel says that God became man in Jesus Christ, that Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life, the life that we were all supposed to live, and he died the death that we are all deserving of due to our sin. Three days later, he rose again, proving that he is the Son of God, offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness of sins to all those who would repent and believe in him. If you have not answered the call to salvation and you want to answer the call to salvation, please fill out the form below and let's see if I can get you connected with disciples in your local area so that you can get started on your journey with Christ. If you have answered that call to salvation but you haven't been activated in the Great Commission, you can use that same form below and I can get you connected with disciples in your local area that can show you how to get activated and get involved in the work that God left us here to do. The Great Commission says, Go therefore, preaching the gospel, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey the things that God has commanded us. As Christians, we have a work here on this earth. So if you haven't been activated, use that form below and let's get you activated. Once again, I'm so grateful and I really do appreciate your support. Thank you for tuning in and meet us back here next week because we will be dropping a new episode every Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support.